Do you wait for everything to be perfect and lined up straight before you make a choice? How hard are you trying to get everything in your life right? What if jumping in and getting messy is one of the ways to find out what works for you? Discover how being willing to mess up can create the phenomenal life you truly desire. Get ready to quit judging and start embracing all of your messy adventures. Now, here's your host, self-declared messy living expert, Katrina Fava. Hello and welcome to Messy Adventures in Living. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thanks for jumping in with us and getting ready to play. I'm your host, Petrina Fava, and this is Messy Adventures in Living. I said that already. So Messy Adventures in Living is a place where you get invited to uh, get messy with your choices and not wait for everything to be perfect and lined up straight because um, when you are willing to mess up and when you're willing to make mistakes and when you're willing to just choose first um, without having all the answers and without having everything um, ready to go perfectly, then you can get some awareness of what that choice creates. And then if you like it, you can choose it again. And if you don't like it, you can choose something different. Did you know that? Did you know that choice doesn't have to be permanent? You can always make another choice. I love this concept. I love this idea of choice only lasting 10 seconds. Um, you can choose again and again and again. You can make a different choice. So are you willing to get messy with your life and jump in and make choices and see where that takes you? What if your life could just be a series of choices? Okay, so I'm Petrina. Here's a little bit about me. I am... Um, I'm a registered nurse. I work in pediatrics. I've been uh, in pediatric nursing about 20 years here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And I'm also a mom of three kids. Their ages are 13, 10, and 6 and a half. <laughs> and they're uh, awesome. I am also an access consciousness bars and body process facilitator. I um, teach this um, hands-on body process called the bars. And um, it's uh, based... It's comes from a modality called access consciousness. You can find out more about that at accessconsciousness.com. Slow down, Petrina. <laughs> I'm excited, okay? Um, accessconsciousness.com or uh, my website, petrinafava.com. Um, I am an author. I've contributed uh, chapters in three cool books. Creation, one of them is called Creations, Conscious Fertility, Conception, Pregnancy, and Birth. The other is called Possibilities in Parenting. And the other one is called the Power of Releasing Judgment. You can find those on my site, patrinafava.com. They're also on Amazon. Um, I like to create um, natural body, body products. I like to make my own um, handmade body products right here at home. And m that business is called Naturally Happy Body. You can find it at naturallyhappybody.com or patrinafava.com. Basically, go to patrinafav.com and you'll find out more about me and what I offer. <laughs> okay, so let's get uh, let's get talking about our topic today. So, what are we talking about today? So today, our the title of our show is "Waiting on a Feeling." It sounds like a song. It's been sounding like a song in my head for a couple weeks now until it decided to show up today. Waiting on a feeling, right? <laughs> I think there's a song that's similar to that. Anyways, so what is this? What does it mean? What does waiting on a feeling mean? So what what is that thing? 
what is that thing that you've been trying to change your whole life? That thing you've been trying to get right? The thing you've been trying to figure out? You know, the thing you've been trying to change? What is it? And are you waiting for it to feel right? Are you waiting for it to feel easy, feel good, before you choose it? Many choices are uncomfortable, but is uncomfortable wrong? Could it be an awareness of a fixed point of view, a firmly held belief that's keeping you stuck, a lie that's held in place, and are any of those even yours? We've really learned to believe that we can't help our feelings, right? Well, what if this isn't true? Assigning significance and meaning to your feelings puts you into so much conclusion and really limits your ability to create beyond them, limits your ability to create beyond your feelings, the ones that you think you can't help. So let's talk about some questions today um, and uh, I can offer you some questions that you can ask yourself so that you can get clear about what you're actually aware of when you are thinking that you're feeling something. What could you create if you were willing to choose even in the face of discomfort? So, you know, this is this this has just kind of been swirling around in my own head with something that I have going on for myself that I have been trying to, you know, quote unquote fix most of my life. And so, you know, I've done a lot of, you know, soul searching and read a lot of, you know, self-help books, whatever that means to you, done some metaphysics, studied this modality and that modality, always with this thing in mind that I need to fix, you know, that if I could just fix it, if I could just change it, then everything else would be right in the world. Um, and I've been realizing lately that um, I have been waiting for it to feel good. And then that's when I will decide that it's fixed or something like that. So, you know, what is this for you? What does waiting on a feeling mean for you? What questions do you have about this? Um Waiting on a feeling. What feeling are you waiting for? So I really have become aware of, um, I did a little bit of research. I like to kind of scour the internet and look at um, quotes and memes and definitions just to see what, how we define things, the things that we're talking about. Because what I'm aware of is that when we try to define things, what happens is we start to, um, our definitions become limitations. And then we have trouble choosing beyond our definitions because we've decided that it's so. And then anything that shows up that is not matching our judgments, we, we can't choose it. So, um, you know, what have you decided feelings are? What have you decided feelings are that actually aren't? And like, what have you decided feelings aren't that actually are? What meaning have you attached to them? What significance have you attached to them? What job do they serve for you? What job have you assigned your feelings? Um, and what if, what if you, what if you didn't need your feelings to do that job for you anymore? That's kind of weird. That's kind of interesting. Hmm. What job have you assigned your feelings? Wow. Yeah, it really is an interesting question. Um, thank you. I'm talking to um, Christine in the chat room. If you would like to join us in the chat room, 
um, you can go to the chat room link and click there and put in a name and join us in the chat room. Just log in with a name. Okay, uh, so what job have you assigned your feelings? Okay, good. So what do your feelings do for you? Do do your feelings protect you? That's so weird. What are your feelings protecting you from? Are they guiding you? Are, are you there? Ah, there it is. Are they navigating you? Or have you decided that your feelings are your navigation system? So, let's talk about a couple of concepts um, before we go a little bit further. So, let's talk about a couple of things. Let's talk about choice because we talk a lot about choice here on Messy Adventures in Living, right? Um, so. Here's an idea. Choice, you always have choice. You always have choice. We live in a world that tends to believe that we we sometimes are at the effect of life or we're at the effect of our circumstances and we can't help certain things happening to us. But what if I what if I told you that wasn't true? Like what if I invited you to challenge that point of view? What if you could acknowledge that you have choice in every single moment always? Sometimes choice is not comfortable. But it's still a choice. And not choosing something is still a choice too. So let's go with that idea, okay? Let's stick with this that idea. Give me give me the benefit of the doubt if you're questioning this concept for at least the next hour. You always, always, always have choice. Um, the other concept we're going to look at is the idea that asking questions is what can open up possibilities for you. So we learn to make conclusions. We learn to make judgments. You know, as small children, I have three small kids and I watch how they learn, especially in school, to make conclusions about the world around them. You know, we're not so much encouraged to ask questions. And when we do teach kids, when we are taught as kids to ask questions, we learn to ask questions so that we can find an answer. And all of this is about coming to conclusions and coming to judgments and discerning and weighing outcomes. And none of these things creates possibility. None of these things allows you to be open to things that you can't imagine. So, you know, have you ever heard, I'm sorry, but I just, I have to reference Elmo. There's an Elmo song. (laughs) Uh, There's an Elmo song on Sesame Street about, you know, imagination and how you can do anything with your imagination. um, And your imagination is limitless. And I actually really challenge that point of view, Elmo. <laughs> um, and I, I invite you to challenge that point of view too because actually your imagination is limited, I think. For me, my imagination is limited. I know that there's only so much that I can imagine. There are still things out there that I can't imagine. So, you know, when we go around learning or when we go around teaching kids to question and then look for the answer, we're teaching kids or we've been taught to look for conclusions, to look for answers. And all of this is closing closing the world off, closing off the world of endless possibilities to us because we're concluding ourselves into a box, right? So, you know, concept number two for the, the next hour, question, asking questions is what will open you up to endless possibilities um, and you always have choice. And here's one more thing that we're going to go with 
over the next hour. There's a tool from this modality called Access Consciousness, and it's a tool that you can use to change um, whatever is not working for you, something that's not working for you. That's what all of these tools are about. And this particular tool is called, it's a question, and it goes, who does this belong to? Is this mine? And the idea behind this tool is that we are, we as beings are extremely aware of each other, and we are extremely aware of the world around us, animals, plants, um, each other's thoughts and feelings and emotions. And we are never taught this and we never really acknowledge it or we think it's for some very special people. We call these special people psychics. Um, and they're the ones who, you know, can read people's minds or have, you know, um, special powers and they have extra spidey sense and they're clairvoyant and, and they have, you know, a certain talent and it's, um, it's limited to a special number of people. And not everybody believes in it, and some people do. And so in Access, we talk a lot about this concept, that we are extremely aware beings, and we pick up on other people's thoughts, feelings, and emotions to the max, and we never know it, and we are never acknowledged for it. And so um, we're going to think about that, and we're going to talk a lot about that over the next hour. It's a question, it's a question that you can use. Um, who does this belong to? Is this mine? It's the idea that 99% of our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions don't even belong to us. They're not truly ours. There are things that we've picked up from other people, that we've bought from other people, or that we are aware of um, from other people around us, people in our environment, things in our environment. Okay? So choice, we always have choice, and choice creates awareness not awareness creates choice. As we choose, we gain more awareness. And then we choose again and again and again. Um, number two, question. Question opens up endless possibilities. Question is the way to create your life as greater, not conclusion, not answers, not judgment. And uh, we are extremely aware beings. We need, we are aware of peop other people's thoughts, feelings, and emotions. 99% of our thoughts, feelings, and emotions don't even belong to us. Okay, so that's what we're going to start with. We're going to go to break and then we're going to come back and we're going to look at how all of this applies to our show. Waiting on a feeling, waiting on a feeling. You're uh, listening to Messy Adventures on the Inspired Choices Network. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back very soon. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. 
What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255 In Canada, 613-800-8736 Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. You are here on the Inspire Choices Network with Petrina Fava, your host. And today we're talking about waiting on a feeling. Waiting on a feeling. So uh, just as we were um, going to break, I realized the song that I actually have on my head is um, Hooked on a Feeling. I think that's the title of it. Hooked on a Feeling. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So let's talk about what we're talking about. And maybe we'll sing some more later. So um, waiting on a feeling. So this, um, you know, w- what are you waiting for? What are you waiting to change? And is it that you're waiting for it to feel right? Is that how you've decided that something has changed? So have you decided that something has changed when it feels good? Or when have you decided that it's changed when it finally feels easy before you choose it? Um, yeah. Are you waiting for it to feel easy? Have you been unwilling to choose even if something feels uncomfortable? Uh, And, you know, it's not just in the chat room. There was a comment about um, I'm tired of discomfort. And see, the thing is, ease is possible and ease is good and ease is okay. And you can ask for ease. Um, I just I'm really getting these days that we we have we have spent our whole lives defining like Sometimes I think language, like words, <laughs> English language or whatever kind of language, word language, is such a limitation, has become such a limitation for us as people because there's only so much we can express with words, right? And there's so much more energy that that we want to express or there's so much energy that we would like to convey. And somewhere, somehow, we've decided that words are the the ultimate Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Petrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices?
Hey, we are back. <laughs> You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living, and I'm Petrina Fava. Okay, so what were we just talking about? We were talking about um, conclusions and words, and what have we decided? What have we decided? You know, feelings are, and what are they not? And what have we decided ease is? There, that's what we were saying. So, just being tired of discomfort, and yes, you can ask for ease, and yes, you know, it, it's okay for things to be easy, and what if? What if discomfort isn't what we have thought it was? And would you be willing to choose even if something is uncomfortable? So when if you're waiting for a feeling, if you're waiting for something to feel good before you choose it, if you're waiting for something to feel good before you decide that it's changed, how much is that a limitation? That's not choice. If you're sitting around waiting for something to feel good, you're not choosing. Well, you are. You're choosing not to choose. <laughs> you know, and so where are all the areas in our lives that we do this, right? So how much do we do this in relationships? Um, how much do we do this in business? How much do we do this in family? Um, relationships is pretty huge. Like feelings and relationships are hugely connected, right? We've, sig- we've we've significated, signified what the hell I'm making up words. We have made this extremely significant in this reality, right? Feelings and relationships. So how often do we rely on feelings in relationships? And how well is that working? So in the beginning of a relationship, so, hold on, let's talk about something. Um, there's a difference between what your body feels and emotions, right? So your body has, your body feels. Your body um, can experience sensations. Um, but we have confused feelings and emotions. So sometimes feelings, we, feelings are actually a sensation. But I think that we have added significance to these sensations that we have in our bodies. So, you know, what if these sensations in our bodies that we've decided are feelings, and I'm thinking specifically about relationships right now, so you kind of get a sense of what I mean, you know, that, that butterflies in your stomach thing. And, you know, what if these these things that we are calling feelings, are we confusing them with emotion, which has a whole other definition? Is it our body just giving us information? And so when these quote-unquote feelings change over the course of a relationship, you know, have we decided that something uh, is no longer good or it's not, you know, it's ending or or something is wrong because the feelings are not there. And so see how this is messing us up, right? So what if we didn't attach so much significance to feelings? Could we then, would that put us more into choice, could we have choice in relationships if we weren't so reliant on feelings? You know, um, the feeling of being hurt by someone, um, the feeling of being attracted to someone, you know, feeling feeling, feeling special. How often do you hear people say, oh, he makes me feel good, or I love the way she makes me feel? What is that? Who makes you feel? Can anyone make you feel something? Really? This 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 idea of someone makes me feel good is so is such a lie to me. Like, what are you putting your happiness in the hands of how someone else is making you feel? When what the heck are we doing that for, right? So, 
what is and happiness is happiness a feeling like is it a feeling or is it a choice so are relationships feelings or are they choices is happiness a feeling or is it a choice is joy a feeling is fun a feeling like is having fun a feeling or is it an action is it a choice okay so there's some energy here so let's clear it so how much have we relied on feelings to define our experience, to define what we're experiencing. So everywhere we've relied on feelings to tell us what's happening, instead of using our awareness, can we destroy and uncreate all of that? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine Schwartz, boys and beyond. So that is the access consciousness clearing statement that I just said. Um, it's a tool in access that you can use to change a bunch of energy. There is a very long explanation for all of it. Uh, sounds like mumbo jumbo, but you can find out more about it at theclearingstatement.com. It has its own website. I'm not going to get into it, but we're going to use it. You don't have to understand it to know for it to work. Um, you don't have to understand what it means. It's actually designed to bypass your logical mind anyways. Okay, so what do we do with our feelings when our feelings are hurt? Just looking at a question in the chat room. Thank you for that. Okay, so one of the questions I like to ask always when stuff comes up is, um, well, first of all, who does that belong to? Is it really yours? And that's one. And But we're going to skip that for now <laughs> because my brain is like a squirrel at the moment. But the question that I really like to ask anytime feelings come up is, Wait, what am I aware of? Because there's a difference, because you always want to know what you're aware of, because actually you're always aware. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? Okay, and we're back. <laughs> You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm Katrina Pava. We're talking about feelings and choices and waiting for feelings. And apparently this is a very charged topic <laughs> because I'm knocking everybody's socks off over here. Okay. Um, so what question can you ask when you feel like your feelings are hurt? So really, truth, can anybody really hurt your feelings? or you know, is that a choice that you're making? Are you allowing yourself to be hurt? And that, that sounds crazy harsh, and I know. And you're probably like, wow, Katrina, what a meanie you are. But what are you aware of? What am I aware of? This is a question I ask myself all the time whenever I get into a snit. What am I aware of? And, you know, you, you can ask this when you have the quote-unquote positive emotions too. Like, you know, 
what am I aware of? Who am I aware of? When you're extremely happy, when you're joyful, when you're having fun, there are days when I feel like the world, you know, is my oyster and the possibilities are endless. Like, wow, what am I aware of today? You know, what are you aware of? And then where have I bought these, where have I bought hurt as real? Where have I bought this as real? Where have I bought the idea that feelings are real? And again, it sounds harsh, but you know, what if just, just, if you could just entertain this idea for a little while, like what if our feelings are not real? And you might think they're real because they feel real because it's like, crap, shit, like I feel them in my body. How can you say they're not real? Like the tears are rolling down my cheeks. But somewhere there's a lie that you bought. If you think that someone can hurt you, there's a lie that you bought somewhere. Because if you're an infinite being, would an infinite being be hurt by someone? Could an infinite being ever have their feelings hurt by anyone? So if you're feeling hurt, what are you actually aware of? And then wait and see what comes up. What are you aware of? Okay. So waiting on a feeling. What else about feelings? Um, we were just so we're talking about relationships. Um, how else do we do this in relationships where we wait for feelings? What if you could create it instead of waiting for a feeling? So, you know, even in your sexual relationships, like let's say you've been married for a few years, it doesn't even matter. You've been in a relationship for a few years or a few months or a few weeks or whatever, and you know things are not feeling the same as they were in the beginning, and um, you know, so, like would you be willing? to look past the feelings and actually choose. So, you know, would you be willing to schedule sex? Like, (laughs) you know, would you be willing to be like, look, something is going on. I'm aware of something. Something is funky. Um, Instead of waiting for the feeling, instead of waiting for it to be magical and fairy tale like and, you know, the sex to be off the chains and like, instead of waiting for the feeling, like, would you be willing to choose it? And actually, would you be willing to create it, right? So that's the key, like, that's the difference between waiting on a feeling and choosing to create it. So everywhere you are replacing choice and creation with waiting for feelings uh, and thereby just grinding your life to a halt, will you please destroy and create all of that? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, puck, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. Would you be willing to create it instead of waiting for it? Do you know what waiting means? Waiting, when I looked, I looked up waiting a long time ago for another show that I did called uh, What Is Your Waiting Creating, by the way. Um, And waiting, 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 I wrote it down. Where did it go? I forgot where I wrote it. I'm doing a lot of singing today. I'll find it. Oh, here it is. Waiting. Waiting actually means the original meaning of the word wait, right? The etymology of this word is to watch with hostile intent, to plot against. This is what this is the original meaning of the word wait. To watch with hostile intent, to plot against. So how I know, right? It's cre- I love this this etymology of the word wait is freaking amazing. It's so weird. So to watch with hostile intent. So if you're watching with hostile intent 
for feelings. Like, are you waiting for proof? Are you waiting for feelings as proof? Are you using your feelings as proof of whatever, of success, proof of success? Um, Oh, my God. If we are waiting on money, no wonder money runs. No kidding. So, yeah, thank you. Um, Are you waiting on money? Are you watching with hostile intent and plotting against it? (laughs) Yeah. And everything that is and everywhere you're doing that, thereby limiting all of your money flows, will you destroy and create it all? Please. Yes, I will. <laughs> right and wrong, good and bad. Pot and pock, all night shorts, boys and beyonds. Yeah, man, that's a good one. Jeez. Every time you wait, every time you use the word wait, remember this. To wait is to watch with hostile intent, to plot against. What are you waiting for and are you pushing it away the more you wait for it? Would you be willing to stop waiting and get creating instead? Would you be willing to stop waiting and start choosing? And everywhere, anything that's not allowing that, will you just start and create it all? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. How annoying is it to wait for someone, right? So waiting on a feeling is it, are you using waiting on a feeling to stop yourself from choosing? Um, it, is it your way of, uh, is it just your convenient excuse to stop yourself from choosing something greater? And do you even realize energetically what you're doing? Are you actually pushing it farther away? Are you waiting with hostile intent and plotting against? What are you plotting against? Relationships, are you waiting for that magical relationship to come along? Are you waiting for those feelings? Are you waiting for that guy, that girl who's going to give you those amazing feelings? And when you have those feelings, you'll know that it's real. You'll know that it's it's proof that this is the one. Um, you know, what if you didn't have to wait for feelings to have proof? What if you could just acknowledge what you know? Okay. Um, and the opposite, too, like in relationships, um, if if you are have you ever been in a relationship that's that's done like you know the relationship's over and yet you still have feelings you know and you're you're waiting for the day that you don't have feelings for this person anymore like what is that you know like you've decided the relationship is over you've chosen to end it and you and then there's this lingering feelings these sadness the emotion the wanting the waiting like Oh, I wish, maybe, regret. Like, are you waiting for the feelings to go away before you move on? Uh, What if feelings weren't, what if feelings were not the navigation system? What if feelings weren't the proof? What if feelings were not the evidence? There's so much, like, energy with these these words here, like proof and, and evidence and navigation and, you know, all the, okay, so all of the lies that we've bought about feelings being our navigational system and feelings being the proof of success or the proof of, yeah, just proof and evidence. Everywhere we have decided that feelings are proof and evidence, can you please destroy and upgrade all that? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. So if feelings are not proof and if feelings are not evidence, and if feelings are not navigation, then what else is there? Well, there's this thing 
that I've mentioned a couple of times is called awareness. It's called knowing. You have it. You don't need proof. You don't need your feelings to prove what you already know. You know, what would it be like to acknowledge what you know? Your awareness, your knowing, your spidey sense. And the more, you know, the, the way this works is that the more you acknowledge your awareness, the more you acknowledge what you know without relying on feelings, without relying on acknowledgement from other people, without, you know, waiting for people to tell you how good you are or to acknowledge you for your talent. Like, the more you choose to acknowledge your awareness and to choose based on what you know, and and the opposite, to choose and then, you know, become more aware and then choose again and then have more awareness and then choose again. The more that you do that, the more your awareness muscle grows. And you don't have to rely on feelings. And you can question your feelings because quite possibly those feelings are not even yours to begin with. And we're going to talk about that after we take a break. You are listening to Messy Adventures of Living on the Inspired Choices Network. Today we're talking about waiting on feelings. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Hey, welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. Our topic for today, if you're just joining us, is called Waiting on a Feeling. We've been talking about feelings and waiting and what these things mean. And So what exactly is waiting on a feeling? Sound might sound kind of weird if you're just jumping in. So 
you know, have you um, been waiting for something to feel right before you choose it? Have you been waiting for it to just feel easy before you choose it? If there's something that you are trying to change in your life, have you decided that it has successfully changed when it feels easy? Um, if there's something that you haven't wanted to if you haven't if there's something that you have not desired to do or be, you know, have you decided that when it feels good or when it feels easy that you've conquered it? Okay, here, let me just be transparent and I'll tell you exactly what this is for me, okay? Um, so I do not enjoy housework at all. And so I have decided that this is a wrongness. Uh, I have been, well, I've been told that this is a wrongness, and I have decided that this is a wrongness, right? A fault, a bad thing about me. Um, and so it's been something that I've been looking at changing for most of my life. And so I've been doing a bunch of work. I've been, you know, looking into some metaphysics, and I've been using some of the access tools um, in the last few years especially, um, always trying to get this thing right. And I have been very aware lately that I am simply not choosing it really straight, flat out. Like, I'm just not choosing it. Um, no matter who helps me, no matter how much something changes, it's simply just a choice I am not willing to make. And um, I also am aware that when I ask for it to change, I wait for the feeling to change. I wait for it to feel good. I have decided that um, there's going to be a wave of a magic wand and one day I'm going to wake up thoroughly excited to wash the dishes and thoroughly uh, excited to dust and thoroughly excited to wash the floors. And this is silly because although it's not, although it's not impossible, because of course it's possible because if I'm an infinite being, I can choose anything. Um, this is not, this is just not what I desire. And if I would like to change it, I need to choose it and not wait for it to feel good or wait for it to feel easy. There's something about this that's very uncomfortable for me. And either I need to choose to let someone else do it or I need to choose to push past the discomfort and do it, right? Um, Waiting for it to be easy is just not working. It's just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and not choosing and not choosing and not choosing and not choosing. So what is for you? What is that thing that you're waiting to become easy or you're waiting for it to feel ma suddenly magical like, you know, oh, today I feel like dusting and I've never felt like dusting my whole life. Like what if there's you know, something else going on. Stop waiting for it to feel good. If there's something you would like to change, then either change it or choose something else. You know, choose to do it, choose to take action in the direction of it, or choose to take action in a different direction. Stop waiting. Um, you know, if you were here earlier, we, we were talking about the etymology of the word wait. Um, the, the original meaning of the word wait is to watch with hostile intent and um, to plot against. So what are you doing when you're waiting for magical feelings? Are you watching with hostile intent? There's some weird energy of proving here. Prove to me that this works. I want to feel the feeling. There's no, there's, no, there's no magic wand. There isn't. The magic wand actually is choice. That's your magic wand. Your magic wand is choice. 
There's not someone else waving a magic wand. You have it. The magic is in your own hands. It's your choice. Light bulb. <laughs> you know, we can we can do all kinds of cool things and we can we can we can acknowledge the the magic that really exists in the universe and I know that it does. And I'm not you know saying that magic doesn't exist and that there's amazing stuff in the universe that creates magic. Um but truly the magic is in your hands because and and the tool is choice. The magic wand is your choice. You need to choose it and stop waiting for it to feel good. How many lives have we bought about feelings? What does it mean to wait for something to feel good? So where else do we do this? We talked a lot about relationships. Um, well, we were going to talk about this tool that comes from this modality called Access Consciousness, and it's a question, and the question is, who does this belong to? And it's based on the idea that we are actually very aware beings. We are we easily pick up on other people's thoughts, feelings, emotions, you know, energy in the in the world, nature, animals, um, you know, spirits, maybe even other beings. This kind of thing. We are extremely, extremely aware. We're very psychic. We're very aware. We pick up on other people's stuff, and we really don't get acknowledged for this. We're not really taught this. But you know, you could probably think of moments when you've had um when you've had this show up for you. So if we if we if we acknowledge ourselves for our awareness, then every time we have feelings, you can, we can start to ask ourselves, is this really mine? Who does this actually belong to? What am I aware of? Who am I aware of? When did I buy this as real? This is an, another amazing tool. When have I bought this as real? Um, death kind of comes up here uh, for me. So, like, sadness and death are very connected, right? So, you know, you might say to me, well, you know what, Katrina, like, I lost this person and I am very sad and my sadness is real. And here you are saying, well, maybe feelings are not real. Like, what is your problem? <laughs> so, a question that I would challenge you to ask is, what is the lie that I've bought here? Like, what is this sadness, okay? So if someone that you love has died and you're extremely sad, is it possible that there's a lie here that you've bought that isn't true? And these feelings of sadness, is it possible that that's your awareness of some kind of lie? So... Um, here's another tool from Access. It goes like this. The truth will make you feel light, and a lie will make you feel heavy. And sadness, I mean, sadness never has felt light for me. Sadness is a very contracted, heavy, heavy feeling, right? So what lie is in sadness that we've bought as real? What lie about death have we bought as real? You know, for me, the lie is that that um, there's a separation, that death creates separation, that death is an end, that death means I can no longer be with this person, that I, this person is not in my life anymore, that, that I can't experience this person anymore. And so what if that isn't true? And what if there is, what if death is a change and what if there is a way to continue to be with that person, you know, what is the lie that we've bought? Have we bought the lie that a person exists when they're in a body in front of us only, and when they're not, they don't exist anymore? 
what if that's not true? Like, what if they've just changed into a different space, into a different energy, into a different, what if it's just a different way of being? And have we bought the lie that we can't communicate with them anymore, that we can't be with them anymore? What if we can? So all of the sadness, what does it have to do with feeling? So like all of the sadness that we have bought is real and that we are feeling the heaviness of sadness. I think we can all agree that there is an enormous heaviness in sadness. What if all all of that is a bunch of lies? So if you have a lot of feelings coming up, you can ask yourself, what are the lies about this that I've bought as real? When did I buy them? Who did I buy them from? What, what lie am I aware of here? What part of this is is awareness? And what part of this is a, is a judgment, is a conclusion? And of course you can ask, is this mine? Who does this belong to? Have you ever walked, I don't know why death is coming up right now, but it is. So have you ever walked into a funeral home or a visitation or whatever you want to call it and not been sad before you went and then become overwhelmingly sad while you were in there? I went, a very a clear example for me is that I went to see um, uh, a, a man who was the father of a coworker of mine a long time ago. So... Uh, I never met him. I did not know him. I didn't know her family. I only knew my coworker. And so I went um, to the funeral home, and I was, like, in the car with my husband on the way there. Music turned up. You know, I was happy. I was good. And I walked into that room, and and the over, the sadness was just overwhelming. And it wasn't because people were crying, like, I I remember walking up to the casket and like just touching the casket and just this, like the waterfalls were just incredible. And I remember like being taken back by it and be like, what the hell is my problem? I don't even know this guy. Why am I bawling my eyes out right now? Um, You know, how much was I aware of my friend? How much was I aware of all of the other people? Um, you know, funerals and death is just like an easy way for me to to acknowledge my awareness because I know that in that circumstance, it's just very obvious. It's glaringly obvious for me. So what experiences have you had that you can acknowledge yourself for being aware of other people's thoughts, feelings, and emotions? Okay. Um, let's just take an early break. Uh, we A quick early break. Um, you're listening to Messy Adventures in Living. Um on the Inspired Choices Network, we are talking about waiting on a feeling. We'll be right back. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Petrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? Hey, Patricia, on Messy Adventures in Living, we're taking a lot of Apparently, this is a very intense thing, <laughs> waiting on feelings. But for real, like, actually, 
significant how we really, really feelings. And if we didn't make them so significant, could we choose? Would it be easier for us to choose instead of waiting for feelings and waiting for the feelings as proof and waiting for feelings as navigation? Um, you know, how much have we learned that we should choose based on our feelings? And what if feelings and awareness are different? You know, have we learned that that you know instinct and spidey sense and and awareness is feelings it's not your body feels your body can perceive sensations it's not the same um you know we need to look at what are we doing when we're relying on feelings and also if we can acknowledge how aware we are of other people's feelings then you can ask yourself the question like you know if i'm if I'm relying on my feelings, then am I actually making other people's choices? So if you're aware of other people's feelings and emotions and you're relying and you're calling those feelings, right, and you're relying on those feelings to make choices, then whose choices are you actually making? Yours or somebody else's? So everywhere that you are relying on feelings, which is actually your awareness of other people's stuff and making choices based on feelings, which is actually other people's stuff, thereby making other people's choices instead of your own. Can you just try and create all that, please? <laughs> right, wrong, good and bad, pot of pock, all nine choice, boys and beyond. If we're relying on feelings and the feelings are not ours, then whose freaking choices are we making? So have you ever heard the expression like, don't believe everything you think? So what if you didn't believe everything you feel? What if you questioned everything that you felt? Is this mine? Who does this belong to? What what job have I assigned my feelings? We 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 were talking about that at the beginning of the show. What job have I assigned my feelings? Every time you get feelings coming up and you find yourself making your feelings significant or buying into feelings, you might want to ask yourself what job you have given your feelings. And maybe you can fire them from that job. Because you actually don't need them because you have this thing called awareness and you have this thing called choice. So everywhere you, all the jobs you've given your feelings, destroy and uncreate them. Right on, good, bad, pop, pop, nine, choice, boys and beyonds. We are coming to the end of the show. Thank you for being here um, and talking with me about waiting on a feeling. Have a great week choosing and 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 then gaining awareness and Go out there and choose and create and stop waiting for your feelings because, yeah, you don't need them anymore. <laughs> choice. Choice creates awareness. See you guys next week. Thanks for Have playing fun. with us on Messy Adventures and Living. Katrina Fava will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on Inspired Choices Network. We'd love to have you join us again. Until next time, have fun creating your phenomenal life, mess and all.